Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Big Earth versus the People podcast. But this one is special because every Tuesday evening I record with the Straight from the Hip podcast. So popping off on this week, we have another exciting show where I do some craziness and everybody laughs. Y'all know how I do. So pop up to see the video on Facebook, Straight from the Hip, on YouTube, Straight for the Hip, and enjoy that version as well as this audio version. So I appreciate you guys. We're going to have a quick ad, and then we're going to start the show. Thanks for listening. You know, uh, somebody started talking that shit, and before you knew it, they both were talking shit. I don't believe that for a minute. I understand what he said. Now that don't mean that when it's time for them to play each other, they ain't gonna act like they still hate each other. Cause yeah. they, they done started a rivalry now. And uh it ain't, it ain't about Alabama beating up on Texas A and M anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This will be interesting. I like I like to see that one. Well, that's not until like late up. October. What's that, late October when they go when they go at eight? I don't know. I don't know when it is. What's going on, Tom? Tom, I haven't been to the movies in a minute. I'm going to come holler at you. And give me a, give me a, maybe even later on this week. I might even do it tomorrow. I was supposed to go golfing tomorrow, but this hip, this hip ain't acting right. I ain't trying to get in that mess this hip up. Home cooking. Yep. <clears throat> well, we know what game day is going to be that week. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Probably so. Well, it depends on who else is playing. They and, the SEC, and the SEC Nation show. Both <laughs> of them are going to get that. They, they already hyped that up already. You know it's going to be in Tuscaloosa. They might downplay Do You know better than that. Come on. They might downplay you know what's crazy? We need what we really need to talk about is how the NFL set up the schedule for all these quarterbacks to play their old teams. Isn't that bad? <laughs> the, it, I mean, if if y'all can't see that, I mean, come on. If I y'all know. can't see that, man, like, it just so happens that Sean Watson's gonna come back when they play the Texans. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield it week one is just the Browns. Mayfield's gonna play against his old ragged ass team. Yeah. Felicia Bormont, what's going on, Feet? Carson Wentz is playing against both his old teams. Yeah. I think. Fifi in the building. What up, Fee? That's crazy. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Yeah, this is a setup. I know. So, and the fact that there's only that week that Alabama plays Texas A&M, there's only two ranked teams that play each other. Yeah. The other one's Ohio State at Michigan State. Pretty sure they're going to go to Alabama. Oh, I don't know, Travis. That's tough. No, nah, this Ohio State, Michigan, they, they might do that. Michigan, but I doubt no. they, Michigan State. I doubt they, you know, it, I, it depends. I mean, now that you mentioned her, because the Big Ten has kind of changed, and you know how they trying to, everybody trying to get a little piece. It might be interesting. might be interesting. Of course. Can you give us a Tyler uh, update when you get a chance? I know you told me the other day they moved him to the wide receiver room, so now he's in two rooms, which is a good thing. Because I, I believe he could be a pro receiver because he's one of the best receivers we had on our team. We just couldn't uh, we couldn't afford not to put him in running back. Guys, everybody see Felicia Boymom down there. That is Tyler Goodson, who is now with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Number 39. I hate that number. That's the number he is, number 39. Has there ever been another famous 39, Travis? That's the point. Travis, Travis do that shit you're doing and, and uh, look it up. I got it. Who the NFL number 39 is. Maybe maybe uh, uh, Tyler can be the first 39 worth, worth a damn in the NFL. That's the point. Create your own number. I know he, I know he does. I know he does he work around that big old number on that number way too big for him to be where. He need to be a single digit. Fast Willie Parker. They need 
any, I'd rather have a zero than have that damn 39. I just realized, why are there no zeros? Well, uh, in college, they were outlawed until a couple years ago. You couldn't wear the number zero. Steven Jackson. That's right. Yeah, Steven I remember him. He, he was okay. He was decent. I forgot about Steven Jackson. Larry Zonka. Zonka was the man back in the day. I mean, if you like that kind of football. Mm-hmm. He was just a run over you kind of a guy. Larry Zonka for the Miami Dolphins. Ray Crockett. I remember Ray Crockett, but I, I didn't think he was no 39. I didn't think so that? either. There's four people that have worn the number 39 that are in the Hall of Fame. Larry Zonka, Carl Hubbard. I remember him. Clark Hineke. And Hugh Mc, McClaney. Yeah. McElhaney. Yeah, him. Yeah, I remember that name. I, I, I remember the name Hugh McElhaney. But uh, but I don't I don't remember seeing him play. But I remember people, my dad and used to always say his name because he, he had a good football name. McElhaney. You got those yeah, fast good. Willie Parker up in there. Interesting. All right, Travis, start up. Let's get rolling. Got it. Felicia said that was her maiden name, Macrohaney. <laughs> wow. Talk about coincidence. Put the video on the intro. <laughs> you didn't admit that, Herb. Are you sure? Look, I was tired after I made it, but it happened. <laughs> it took all the energy out of me. Coming to us all the way from the chocolate city of Washington, D.C., Big Urban Payne. What's up, Herb? Doing all right, man. No complaints. I'm glad you can make it again. Yes, sir. We also had uh, Felicia McElhaney admit that. The only reason she married Mo Goodson was because she was tired of her last name. <laughs> she wanted to have to explain why a black woman is walking around with her last name of McElhaney. <laughs> so that's why she married Mo Goodson. I got you, Pete. I ain't mad at you, baby. I ain't mad at you at all. So, Trav, what's going on, Trav? No, not much. Oh. Not much. Travis is uh, here, as always, on the ones and twos, um, trying to find us a famous number 39. Tyler Goodson is with the uh, Green Bay Packers right now, wearing number 39. So we're trying to find somebody who was number 39 in the NFL who was worth a damn. Probably the only one I really heard of was Steven Jackson and Larry Zonka. Probably the best 39 playing right now, other than Tyler Gibson, uh, Tyler Goodson, of course, is um, Mika Fitzpatrick. Okay, moving right along. Because <laughs> Mick ain't been in the league but maybe a year, a year or two. So anyway, we're going to bypass all that. And we're going gonna to dive into today to the topics because we, we got some uh, some things going on that we need to address. Um, starting with the Cleveland Browns, as usual. Uh, of course, the news came down with Deshaun Watson the other day, and he's not playing. And now, supposedly, Jacoby Brissett is going to be the head guy, going to be the starting quarterback 
and they have yet to play him in uh, in preseason. Now, I'm all about saving your quarterbacks and this and that, but Josh Allen played the other night. I mean, Russell Wilson played. I mean, what 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 are they waiting on, Travis? What what's going on with uh with the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback? I honestly don't have a clue. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I know they do want to get Watson some reps, so he's not completely rusty by the time he gets back. But what? Do, what, what how good is that going to be when he's gone for ten weeks? Um, I think you got to. If you're the Browns, you got to kind of worry about the here and the now and who you have with with Brissett. So um, I don't know how much faith it shows in Brissett. Um, that they really like him as the quarterback, but that's kind of who they're stuck with unless they make a trade. Um, and uh, Garoppolo's still sitting out there, so I have heard that rumor. But until that happens, you know, you need you, they need to get ready for the season. Uh, Irv. And then the crazy thing is you don't want to bring in the Jimmy Garoppolo with no exhibition games, no knowledge of the playbook, because it's definitely not the same playbook that, that, that Kyle Shanahan has. Absolutely. But the crazy thing is... Nowadays, you see teams have three different philosophies. Let's see what we got in the draft pick. I don't need to see our quarterback, or I do need to see our quarterback. And when it comes to the Browns, it was just like Travis said, I think it was all more focused on just getting Watson out there instead of just saying, let's show everybody our hand with Jacoby Bissett. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like Jacoby Bissett hadn't played before. Right. People know. I mean, when you say that, let's not show our hand. Everybody knows who he is. I mean, he's kind of a journeyman quarterback. You know, he played on a couple of different teams, things of that nature. And so everybody knows kind of what they're going to get. But I would think that if I'm the Browns, I need to get him out there and, you know, give, give him a little a little, uh, a little, test, you know, kind of check him out and see, see how he's going to play, see if he's going to jive with the receivers. I know those are things you can see in practice. But obviously, when you get in a, in a game, it's it's a whole different thing. Um, I had some kids the other day. We played in the Corky Kell Classic high school football, playing in the Mercedes Benz Dome, and I had some of the kids admit that coach. I I was kind of weirded out at the beginning of the game because I thought I was ready for that stage, but that was a little that was kind of big for me. And I was I was happy to hear them admit that. But like I said, that's um. I mean that that that's what I'm saying. That's that's a big stage you're on, and with all of the hoopla that's been going on with the Browns, just makes it that much bigger. Yeah. So I would think that you try to get him out there and 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 get him some, so you know, against another team, because you know as well as I do when you're playing against your team, you say, well, er, uh, just run the fade on Travis, because Travis can't cover the fade, <laughs> you know, what? or. or <laughs> Uh, just drive on Travis because you know you take Travis to the hole, he's gonna foul you every time. Because you know, you, you know, you're familiar with those people. You're going up now against people you don't know anything about. And when you do that, it's a whole different dynamic. And so that's why I would think they would try to get him out there and do a thing. So I'm, I was a little uh, perplexed with why he hadn't played yet. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that was interesting to me. Maybe they're just not worried about their beginning opening part of their season. Um, their first game is at Carolina. Then they play home against the Jets, home against Pittsburgh, and at the Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, not the super toughest competition those first four games, though. So Not not the Jets. The Jets are, are definitely not. But Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh is, I don't, I don't care what's going on. Pittsburgh going to be a game. I mean, aren't they in the same division with Pittsburgh? Yes, sir. I mean, you talking about any time you play a division game, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. Yep. Uh, so tweet, tweet, if, so. if they're trying to overlook Pittsburgh, put that on a on a Twinkie and send it to Pittsburgh and, and let Pittsburgh put that up on their bulletin board that these jokes are trying to overlook us. And then they, they think uh, the first four games going to be a cakewalk. I mean, you know what will happen then. I, dude, I'm – Whoever's behind this uh, strategy, uh, they're, they're, well, it ain't like they made a whole bunch of brilliant moves anyway as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned. 
So, uh, but this is, to me, it's a bad strategy. And if Jacoby Brissett doesn't get out there and play his ass off on game one, then it's really going to be a bad strategy. So, and then the crazy thing is, you know, a lot of these teams have inter-squad practices, and I don't know if that's what's been going on with Cleveland, and they've been using a lot of their starters in those inter-squads and not putting them out there for the preseason game. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen that too. I've seen several of those inter-squad practices and whatnot. You know, I don't know why they even do them because they normally just break out in fights. And, oh, yeah. And all this stuff, and I've already heard about several epic fights that have been out there between two teams and, and this and that and the other, so... That that's neither here nor there, but um, I just thought it was an interesting thing that the team who was uh got all this drama going on and uh, hadn't even put the damn quarterback out there makes you wonder if he's even going to be the damn quarterback when it's time. I do find you know it's a different thing, but I think I think it's interesting just when teams in general just you know don't play their starters in the preseason. Well, it depends. Um, like, I, mean, I can tell you, you know, here's my thing. Here's my thing, family. Tom Brady ain't hardly go to training camp. He so, just showed up to yesterday, so yeah. Yeah, so to put him out there to play in a preseason game, that would be stupid. I mean, you know, when you got these 18-year veterans, because they are dinosaurs, because these kids coming out today, I mean, a lot of them already done played two years and retired, or, you know, five years and retired. So when you got somebody that's been in the league for 18 years, and he says, I'm not playing in no preseason game. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get you. I'm not get you on that. No, I, and I and I can understand I get that. that. Yeah, but yeah, so, like I I know um, the Bengals. Not one not one offensive player that's played in the Bengals both preseason games are a starter right now. Everyone they played is a backup right now. I well, I mean, again, guys, it's uh, it, you know, but when you are a team like the Bengals and you say we can't afford to lose anybody. I mean, you're, you're, you're very skeptical about playing those guys in games that don't matter. Because yep. it's like, dude, we just are the, with that team. Just like uh, the Wilson kid or whatever that got hurt. Uh, uh, was it New York? When did New York lost their quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when you're, when you're that kind of team, you're like, dude, we just that team that, that we lose our damn quarterback in a damn game that doesn't even matter, preseason game. And so I can understand being some team, some teams being apprehensive about playing uh, playing their starters. Uh, our favorite team, Miss Carey's favorite team, the Falcons, went in action the other night, and uh, they lost to the New York Jets. <laughs> Boy, I mean, won't he do it, Herb? Or make y'all good. But I try to tell y'all that God loves me. <laughs> Come on. It's preseason. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was almost sick to my stomach because I was going to send y'all a text message saying the over-under for the game is 20, and I'm going to take the under. <laughs> <laughs> Because with them two teams playing, <laughs> and the way the hell <laughs> they're gonna score those damn twenty points, I'm just telling you. <laughs> but I said no, I'm a whole off doing it. And sure enough, when the game first started off, I think the Falcons were winning like sixteen to nothing at halftime, and I turned it off because I was like, damn. You know, the Atlanta Falcons going to mess around with me in this game. I picked up that paper the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible. afraid I was going to catch hell on this show because the Falcons won the damn game. And everybody going to be like, oh, yeah, baby, it's our year. <laughs> and lo and behold, I said, ain't he good? What are you doing her? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Man, I should not wait for this year for the Falcons. Now, I will say this. I saw Matty Ice playing the other day. Boy, he was struggling. He was struggling. And I saw him. I don't know about y'all, but from what I saw, it was not a good outing for Matty Ice. You see him, Travis? 
No, I have not caught the cult yet. This Herb, did you see him? I did, and I've been saying it the whole time. He struggled, boy. They downgraded from Wentz, man. I'm just telling you, he struggled bad when I saw him the other day. Mm-hmm. So, five and twelve. I, I cannot. <laughs> five and twelve. Tom, Tom is hurting. You know, Tom's a Falcon fan, so he's hurting. He said, "I'm glad y'all take that funny." Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen. Y'all know me. I can't wait. I, look, number one Falcon hater right here, baby. I need to put. I need to get me a necklace. Y'all need to make me a necklace. It's number one Falcon hater mm-hmm. coming down here like that. Cause you know me. I can't stand it. So anyway, uh, moving right along. I just had to get my little Falcon joke in there. Cause uh, <laughs> boy, them jokes were something else. But they never ceased to amaze me. Carolina Panthers name Baker Mayfield. Starting quarterback for week one versus the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's about 10 storylines in there. But uh, first of all, let's talk about Baker Mayfield being named starter. Irv, you surprised? Zero. Why? They're playing Cleveland uh, week one. They need a storyline in the NFL. You think that had a bunch to do with it? Uh, 100%. Travis, you surprised? Not at all. Why? Not at all. I think Baker is a better quarterback than Sam Donald anyway. Um, and then the fact that they play Cleveland. Um, but I, I, I think Baker's just better than Sam Donald anyway. But I'm not surprised at all. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not surprised. I've never been a Sam Donald fan. Jason and I used to have epic arguments about this. Mm-hmm. And Travis, you remember, I'm like, Jason, that was trash. And Jason, like, what? He this and he that. He barked at me about all his stuff and shoot me out all these useless stats and everything, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a damn. All I'm going by is watching him. And I'm telling you right now, that boy is terrible. Oh, he's doing all this, and he broke all these records at USC, and he's the number one quarterback, and, and blah, blah, and he's, done, he's broken all the Big 12 records. And I said, Jason, I'm just going by this right here, just what I see right here, and I don't like what I see. And, and he's terrible in my opinion. I've never liked him. Never. So, to see Baker beat him out, I see that. I mean, that okay, I, I, I get it. Um, I, I'm not I'm not really all that sold on the whole Cleveland Browns thing about him playing the Cleveland Browns and that. I would not, don't get me wrong, the NFL is scamming us. I get that. But I'm just saying that I'm not necessarily sold on that being a factor for why he beat him out. I mean, because Baker has some gifts. He has some talents as far as a quarterback. He's a little agile. He can move around a little bit. He runs a lot better than Sam Darnold and most quarterbacks out there and whatnot. And then he's a gunslinger. You know, I mean, to me, it's not that part of Baker Mayfield that I worry about as a coach. I worry about his character. You know, this is the same guy who, you know, gave the double birds to some uh, some t- team or whatever. They were booing him and stuff in college. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of players, um, especially quarterbacks, that would have taken them off the draft boards of a whole lot of people because of that. Instead, this joke gets to be number one, and everybody knows he got character issues. What's one of the things they talk about? In, in uh, Cleveland, where it was about problems that he had, was with his character, was with the way that he carried himself and conducted himself, and you know wasn't a, a like a leader and this and that and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what worries me more, right. and that's why I thought that Darnold might even beat him out was because of that, because you hear a lot of people, ex team may say that I didn't trust him or. You know, uh, Odell Beckham's daddy talked about him like a dog. I mean, you know, and that's why I thought that, you know, it might not be so easy, despite his athletic ability, to win the job in in, uh, in Carolina. So, what do you think, Travis? No, um, I get that, but I, I, I just think Baker's just a better football player than Sam Darnold. Um, I think he's shown it. I, I don't think he's been great for the Browns, but, you know, look, he led them to the playoffs. That's more than any other quarterback can say for the Browns in the last 20 years. So um, I know they got some talent on that team, 
Um, and, and Cleveland still does, but I think he's a talented player. I don't think he's terrible, but I think he's better than Sam Darnold. And you got to remember that Carolina brought him in. Um, you know, they traded for him to, you know, be the starter. And when you, you know, give up some picks and you give up the money and it could be dead even, you, they're probably going to go with the guy that's, you know, you, you gave some assets to. Or what do you think? Look, I think all three of us can walk out of bed and be better than all, all both of them quarterbacks, to be honest with you. <laughs> but honestly, and I've been saying it, and I still don't understand how he is not playing, I think P.J. Walker is the better quarterback on that on that roster right now. Oh, wow. I, I, wow. I, I've been saying this since both of them got drafted one and three. I don't like neither one of them. Never yeah. been a fan. <clears throat> Here's my thing. Let me ask you this. Are either one of them better than Jimmy G? Why don't they trade for Jimmy G? I don't know why anybody wouldn't trade for Jimmy G right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying is is that it's just it's just it's somewhat perplexing to me that you know, you, you supposedly still have Jimmy G out there who some people are saying might even still be able to play for the 49ers. Damn sure ain't me saying that, but it's some people who are saying that. I mean at the end of the day, if if he's that good, why in the world wouldn't he be good enough to go play play in, in Cleveland or go play in Carolina or go play in probably 10 other franchises we know have struggling quarterbacks right now? Right. The only thing I can think of is teams think that the 49ers are just going to pop Jimmy G, you know, after training camp. And so why trade for him and give up something when you can probably just pick him up on the waiver wire? But you're, you know, you're risking the fact that the 49ers are going to drop Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, in a week or two. They're not going to just give Jimmy G and put him on the waiver wire. I'm going to tell you that right now. Right. His, his ass to be the backup quarterback on that team before they put him on the waiver wire. Because they know good and well he's an asset. And they ain't, they ain't going to just put him out there and let somebody just go pick him up. A lot of money you're paying for a backup quarterback, though, that you could free up by dropping him. I hear you free up for what? What you gonna free it up for? Because the, the crazy I mean, thing I, is, I mean, if you're gonna free it up, you need to be freeing it up for something. Crazy, I mean, that's my whole point. If, if not, if yeah. not, we're gonna talk about it here in a few minutes when we talk about the NBA. They'll be like, "Hey, uh, take your money and shut up." What if the crazy thing is San Francisco never even planned on trading him in the first place? What if what if they keeping him for insurance purposes that Trey Lance is just not going to pan out to what they think it is? Because it makes no sense to keep him. Tom said, is it that or does he just have a big price tag? Because he's obviously qualified. And I agree, Tom. I mean, my, my thing is, is that his price tag ain't that big. His price tag ain't that high. I mean, there's some teams out there that could afford to get Jimmy Garoppolo in it, and it's one or two that's going to make a bid for him soon, I promise you. I mean, it might be Indianapolis. It should have been <laughs> from the get-go. The way, the way, that, the way that I saw Matt, Maddie Ice playing the other day, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know if it's too cold up there in Indianapolis or whatever. They're playing a the dome. That joke was terrible. Yeah, they're playing they a play dome. They're playing a dome. I know. Exactly. And then the rest of the teams, they play in the South. No I excuse. So, so Atlanta plays in the Dome, too. I mean, that, my, that was the point I was making. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with, uh, with Matt. I'm trying to give him some kind of excuse. He, I'm sure he has one, but he looked terrible. And, again, I can't stomach watching too much of that. So, if, if you know what I mean, I turned the channel. It was on. I watched it for about maybe five minutes at the most. And in five minutes, I saw him get sacked one time and, and throw an incomplete pass. And that's all I need. I said, I can't watch this. <laughs> I turned the channel. I turned the channel. So. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting year for football. It is. It's going to be very. Listen to me. Because there's been. Every year is going to be interesting from now on because of the way we got free agency now. Because every team is a brand new team. Yeah. I mean, look, you say, oh, well, Kansas City, Kansas City. Kansas City has, has been totally restructured. I, I don't mean, think they're going to be as good this year as what they have been. Maybe not. I mean, the Honey Badger's gone. and I mean, it, it, everybody's gone. I, you know what? I heard somebody say the other day, 
guess who a lot of people are saying is is, is, is probably going to be in the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> Buffalo. The New Orleans Saints. Nah. I mean, it is, a, it is a strong contingency of people out there saying the New Orleans Saints have all the pieces. Everybody like, what about Jameis Winston? And they're still believing it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. I Look, when they said that, I was like, what are these folks drinking? I don't even think they make the playoffs this year. I hear you. But it's a bunch of people that say right. that, that I guess are a lot smarter than we are, Travis, who say that it, the New Orleans Saints could be in the, in, the, uh, in the Super Bowl this year, representing the NFC. The good thing is the NFC South is bad outside of ten, uh, Tampa Bay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I'm telling you, everybody said that, that they are a sleeper because they said they're going to have one of the best defenses in, oh. in the league this year. The defense is nasty. Easy. My fault. Defense is the best thing smoking they got. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they said that, that that's what that's what that's going to be the big thing with them. They've got just a, a super super good defense this year, which I'm glad to hear because of course Bradley Robe is there, so good for them. But to hear that, I was like, dude, I'm not buying in on that. But that's what I heard. So well, yeah. anyway. Go ahead, Irv. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Uh, in other news, Chicago Bears linebacker Roquan Smith ends his hold-in, not hold-out, hold-in, to play out his final year of his rookie deal. I mean, if that's really news. <laughs> you know, I, I, I told y'all when, when I first heard about this, I'm like, why? how is he demanding anything? I mean, I didn't feel like he was a, a big enough household name, a marquee player or whatever, to be demanded anything. Now, Irv, you pointed out, I think he's been a two-time All-Pro or something like that or another, whatever. He's been in the league for two or three years. He, two or the three years he's been an All-Pro. Dude, I, I just, I think this is, this is basically solidified the point I was trying to make in that I don't think you can just be demanding anything when you're in his position. I mean, this is kind of a no-news thing to me. I just wanted to bring it back up and get y'all's opinion on it because, like I said, when I heard it, I was like, who the hell is Roquan, uh, Roquan Smith? And I mean, it still felt that way. Heard what you, you take it. That, that just means you're going to pay attention to him a little bit more this year. That's all that means. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody is. <laughs> I mean, you know, he done made the news now. Everybody's going to pay more attention. He might be a household name now. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's crazy because it's like he's one of those type of players you can't get rid of. But Chicago Bears just got so bad <laughs> to the point where do you really want to keep him in and have him lose a year because we suck? I mean, at this point, they have no choice. It's over now. Like, he's going to play it out. But if everybody thinks he's going to resign next year, you can forget it. Dude, I would I would love to be on the rules committee. And I say, if a player demands a trade and that trade doesn't happen, we, we, we get to restructure his contract. <laughs> you know, we get to take some money back. <laughs> I mean, if I haven't put us through all that and, and put us through all that, you know, we had to get our attorneys involved and, he need to pay all them fees and everything. I mean, something needs to happen when, when these guys do. Travis, what do you think? No, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, this happens every year. You get two or three players that, you know, want to get paid, and and maybe they deserve it, maybe they don't. You know, that's up. You know, that's not for us to decide. Um, but 99 out of 100 times, they, they come back around this time. Um, the Bengals actually – have a guy doing the same thing, Jesse Bates, uh, safety. He just reported to camp yesterday. Um, even though, you know, a month ago he said, I'm not going to play until I get a new contract. He just he just showed up yesterday, and he's going to be ready to go for, for week one. So I was never worried about, you know, him or any of these other players. But I do think um, you, you do realize that, more than likely, this is going to be the last time you see them on that team. They're not going to play for that team next and year. That ain't a problem. Year. So it is what it is. That ain't a problem. But my whole thing is, is that 
you know, he probably called his agent. His agent said, dude, ain't nobody calling. <laughs> They can't be calling because they're still technically under contract. I know, but but you, we all know that that we all know that they they still call. I mean, they were talking about that the other day. You know, uh, uh, Dana White. Did you see that 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 story about Dana White? Yep. When he said he had actually tried to broker a deal to get Tom Brady to go play in Las Vegas yep. or whatever the hell. I mean, come on, guy. We know. I mean, we know that. Yeah. I might not be able to call as owner of the the New York Jets, but I can get Dana White to go down there. My good friend Dana White from the USC, he can go down there and ask for me on my behalf. <laughs> so they, they still do it. If they wanted to, they, they'd get a damn carrier pigeon to take a note over there and say, hey, man, what, 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 what would it take for us to get Roquan Smith or for us to get this other cat you're talking about? So... I mean, it, uh, Matt Kalut says he's owed $9.7 million this year, this season. So that's what I'm saying. If, if, I'm on, if I'm the owner, I'm like, okay, he demanded a trade. Nobody wants his ass. We're going to let him play out this last year with us. But I want that point seven back. So just let, him, let me give him $9 million this year. Just, just round it off, give my point seven back. So I can uh, go, go buy me a new pair of tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Er? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, 0. 0.7 on that nine, nine point seven million. I mean, dude, that if that ain't pocket change, I mean, if I had that much money and I didn't walk around with at least seven hundred thousand dollars in my wallet, I, I, I'd be like, y'all can whip my ass. You know, if I don't at least have seven hundred thousand in my wallet. I mean, cause you know, Travis, when you get up there, though, that they make thousand dollar bills for those people. Oh. Now, you ain't never seen a thousand dollar bill, cause you, you don't need it. <laughs> you know, everything you deal with is in hundreds. Yeah, absolutely. At the most, at the most. but them yeah. jokes there, they make thousand dollar bills for them. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. So I would walk around with at least herb that much in my pocket, at least that much. Mm. And last but not least, um, Josh Allen threw for a touchdown in the Bills' 42-15 preseason route over the Broncos. I mean, what's that little saying that they saying in Denver now? Let's ride. <laughs> Is that what that, that what a Russell 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 Wilson came there talking about? Let's ride, and now everybody around there talking about let's ride. Yeah. I mean, where they ride? Where they ride to her? <laughs> they ride to the season because this ain't it. Everybody been doing all that talk, though, about how good they are. I mean, is this just is this gonna be a total, you know, aberration of what of what's gonna happen? And they're really gonna be a good football team? I mean, is there is there or do you think this is just an advertisement for what's gonna be their football team this year? I think teams need to just stop showing off in the preseason if they don't have to. Like you know, you get a good you get a good couple drives in and cool, but Allen was out there for what four or five drives that the other day. I know, played like a whole half. Yeah, he played like come well, on. He, he's he's the kind of guy I can see though, who's like, dude, I need to get greased up. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a gritty player, and then and he's got kind of that blue collar mentality. And so I can see him saying, dude, let me get a half in. Yeah, it's all good and dandy till he tears, tears his ACL because he's running for a first down, and then their season goes down the toilet. I agree totally. Yeah. I agree totally. But a- again, <clears throat> again, you have people like Aaron Rodgers who does his own thing. <clears throat> you know, Tom Brady does his own thing. I mean, it's just about every quarterback out there does their own thing. Ben Roethlisberger, when his fat ass was playing. He did his own thing. He couldn't make him lose no weight. You know, he he wanted, he wanted to beat Big Ben. I mean, I don't know how you can really stop him. Because, you know, that's the reason why Deshaun Jackson still has a job today. Because he knows that he has a skill set that less than 32 people in the country have. Because half of the jokers in the NFL don't have it. And then, they, they, I mean, but they have to stay and play even though they don't have it. So... 
when you have that kind of skill set and you know that, dude, I, I can do my own thing. Patrick Mahomes, I saw him out there the other day running, throwing backwards off of one foot. I mean, do you know how that's an ACL tear waiting to happen? Yes. When you come down there and land on that damn one leg like that. We told our kids, we tell our kids in high school football, don't even go do that high five thing. Or every time you jump up, do that high five, you're in jeopardy of landing wrong on that turf and tearing the ACL. Well, even just like a badly sprained ankle could put you out for a month, right? I agree. You know, they say that a uh, high, high ankle sprain is worse than a damn broken leg. Exactly. It's longer the heel than a damn broken leg does. You'll be dealing with that all season. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that you can't tell these cats what to do. I mean, you can't. I mean, because if, he, if I'm the guy and I'm telling you, listen, the bottom line is, is that I know my body. And I know if you want me to be ready on game day number one when we're playing our hated rival at home in our place, I need more than a damn quarter. I need to do at least a half to get my body ready. I, I need that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'll see very few coaches being like, don't give a damn what you think, you get in the quarter. Well, <clears throat> pretty much. I mean, that, that, to me, that's the bottom line. Like, if you're in a groove and you look solid, you do not need to play all that. Like you said, you need to be greased up. Like that was enough to yeah. grease about four or five chickens for what he did. That's too much grease. Yeah. All right, Irv, you playing basketball. Let's, let's switch over to basketball. Okay. And, and, and you playing basketball. Y'all getting ready for your season opener. You know, you play a few scrimmage games and all that kind of stuff. You going to let your coach tell you how much you need to play to get ready for the opener at, at your gym? Listen, if if I come out the first quarter, play about four or five minutes, and, and my shot looks pretty good, I don't need to see nothing else. I know, but what if it doesn't? Well, hey, I, didn't, I just have to get back into the group. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look good, why do you need to continue to play? Like, uh, it makes sense if you're just not in a groove and you just but, want to find something that works. But if everything is working... I get the comparison, Coach, but there is a difference between football and basketball, and we all know this, too, right? Like, football, you, you, you're getting hit, right? This isn't, this isn't tag, you know, red shirt. You got a red shirt on the quarterback, and he can't take a hit. You know, it takes one hit, and he falls and breaks his collarbone. I understand totally, but my whole thing is I'm just kind of teasing her because we know he's a basketball guy. But I'm tell you this. I used to live in Birmingham, Alabama. Charles Barkley used to come to the gym that I trained at and played basketball at and all that damn near every day during the offseason. And Charles Barkley would wait until only me and about three other guys were there and come down there and maybe play two-on-two, three-on-three at the most basketball with people that he trusted. And he's like, dude, I'm not getting out there because they used to always call him. He'd be up on the track. There was a track that went around the building up top you know, looking down on the basketball court, and he'd be up there walking around the track and jogging and that kind of stuff, and they'd be waving, hey, hey, Chuck, come on down, you know, all that other stuff. He'd just wave everybody off. I asked one, I said, how come you don't come down here and play when when all the good cats are in there playing? So he said, dude, one of them cats going to be down there trying to make their name off of me so they can say they played against Charles Barkley and did X, Y, Z, and they mess around, take my legs out from underneath me, and make me break my wrist or my elbow or whatever case. And now I can't feed my family because because of some damn idiot down there. He's like, no. <laughs> he said, you don't see me ever playing pickup basketball, ever. Yeah. He said, now, when it's me and you and a couple guys and whatnot, boo, and, and I know I know you and, and you know these cats, you tell me these cats are, are, are straight and they ain't going to be doing that kind of stuff, then I'm in. I don't mind coming out here shooting a little ball with y'all. But he said, I'm not going to be out here coming to the hoop and trying to dunk on people and all that, I'm work on my jump shot while I'm out here with y'all. And, I mean, that's what he did. And, and that's what I'm saying is is that, you know, but when you're that kind of athlete, you know what you need to do to get your body right to be on time. Mm-hmm. That's and, all I'm saying. And perfect so, example, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Ooh, that was nasty. Yes. Dude, that was nasty. Yes. I mean – a lot not of people dirty, say though. Not dirty. Huh? Not dirty. A lot of people saying it was dirty. 
But I, I thought you couldn't cut below the knees now. Yeah, you can. In, in the box, you can. When you're in the box, in between the tackles, in between the two tackles, you're able to cut. Yep. And I'm going to tell you this. What I don't like about it, Travis, is the guy has a hesitation before he does it. If he was just coming across that full speed and just kind of, you know, lunged out or whatever, that's one thing. But it's almost like he stopped and then went again forward and, and kind of threw an elbow with it. It just looked real weird. And it's one thing if you just going hard, you just meet him. But it was if you look at it again, you're going to see what I mean about him kind of being hesitant. Almost like he got them like, ooh, I don't want to do this because this is legs. It's like, man, hell with that. I'm going to do it anyway. And it, it was just, it didn't look good at all. And when you saw the way his legs bent and everything, dude, it, it looked bad. Really, really bad. And then it was coming from a guy who might not even make the roster. This is true. Guys, we got uh, 14 minutes left. I'm trying to get through these, these two big topics here. Number one, KD was rumored when I woke up this morning to be flirting with uh, going and joining John Morant in Memphis. I'm going to stop it right there. Irv, tell, Irv, tell me, he says, you the basketball guy. Tell me what kind of what kind of uh, mixture that would have made had it been John Morant and KD, and and, and they got they got some other pieces. I mean, the Memphis, the, the Grizzlies aren't a bad team right now. I mean, they they to me should be on everybody's uh, calendar as being one of the deadliest matchups out there. Now the issue was the people that I saw in a trade for him would have destroyed the team completely. Like, mm, you, you can't okay. give up Jaron Jackson Jr. You can't give up Desmond Bain. You can't give up those type of guys to bring in a guy who of a superstar caliber like Kevin Durant, which is fine. Gotcha. But you see his, his methods the last few teams that he played on. Are you really going to tear your team up for that type of superstar? Like, I, like I had that issue with uh, the Lakers giving up all their players to get Anthony Davis, and now you got a guy who can't even stay on the court for 40 games. But honestly, you do give up players to get a superstar caliber player like that. But when it comes to players, there's certain things that you just can't destroy and think you're going to have the same positive progress on your squad. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. Perfect example. Who's that? Who's the perfect example, Travis? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Travis, well, I mean, what, what do you think then, Travis? Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I, I never really thought it was going to happen. Um, I always thought this was kind of just like out of the blue, out of nowhere. It's like, oh, the Grizzlies are talking. I never thought it was going to happen, and I thought it would have made the Grizzlies worse, actually. Um, uh, they they would have had to have given up basically everybody but John Morant, probably. And then just, it, you know, they would have been a... a, a a four or five seed in the in the Western Conference with John Morant and Kevin Durant and a bunch of players, and right now they're already a two and a three seed with John Morant and who they have now. I, I thought it would have made them worse. And I don't think they would have been a four or five seed. They might have been lower than that. The West is crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, could be. But but just to just to have a slight example, look at how Cleveland is getting a little bit better from the players that Brooklyn traded yeah. to get their setup, and it. Uh, I could, I can't, I have different thought processes on some of these trades that the NBA does. Like, it makes no sense to me for you to destroy your team in the future just because you want one guy now. You can literally set your team up like the Golden State Warriors and consistently win. It might take you four or five years to do it, but you're consistently going to win just for one ring. Yeah. But isn't that, but isn't that what's, professional sports is all about Irv. It's about we want to win now. I think that's what I mean that's that's what everybody wants. I everybody think, wants to win now. I think that's what professional sports is now. It wasn't like that yeah. before. Before okay. it was like I got a guy, I'm gonna figure out what his strength is and we're gonna use that to win. Yeah. Okay. Um now let's talk about part two of this. Because later on today I saw that K D and the Nets had mended up their differences and he was there to stay and so was uh the head coach 
and the GM that he said had to go if he was going to stay there. And now everybody's one big happy family. So how does that happen to her? They ain't happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't no sunshine in that building. So they got they got a nice PR PR department. No, nah, it ain't nice. <laughs> got that statement. We we still know all the information, and the season is two months away. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I mean, I'm I'm always. I mean, how does that conversation go with KD and Kyrie? How does the locker room go for 82 I games? I mean, that too. But I mean, I'm talking about their conversation in the locker room. Like, wasn't that the one you were talking about a couple months ago who you never wanted to play with again? And, you know, me and you supposed to be best friends. And, and I mean, and you, then you talked about me like a dog, said you wanted to leave, and now here you are back. And everything's supposed to be happy-go-lucky. Well, well, I mean, how, how, how do you get past that, Earl? Well, Coach, I'll tell you this. There's one thing I learned in business class. An NBA is a business. You never go into business with your friends. I hate you. Now, high school and college is different. You can play basketball with your friends, but when it comes to yeah. your livelihood and who can do what and this and that in, yeah. in your future career, you never do it with your friends. Yeah. Interesting. Travis, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is just this is a ticking time bomb waiting to happen, and I think it'll pop. It'll blow up around February, which will be about the All-Star game. Now, I'm going to say this, and I know everybody's going to freak out when I say this. All you guys on here who know how I feel about Kyrie, and Kyrie's a great player. I don't care what y'all say. Kyrie is a showman. Kyrie is, is Uncle Drew. And I see Kyrie out there playing NBA games doing some Uncle Drew stuff. <laughs> that is the same thing he did in Uncle Drew. I mean, I see a bunch of moves that he does that is Uncle Drew. And I'm like, I'll, I'll be calling Jay's like, Kyrie out there doing that Uncle Drew thing again. <laughs> and I'm like, he out there just clowning people sometimes. I mean, just straight clowning people. I mean, dribbling the ball, there's like eight people on the court trying to stop him. And he, he, he won't pass it. He just dribbling the ball between his legs and around his back and just doing the hidden ball, Harlem Globe trying to trick. I mean, Curly Neal, thank you, Herb, all that. Against all these people just making people look stupid. But I wouldn't want that joke on my team. For <laughs> <laughs> because he is too unpredictable. I think he's too temperamental, and I think that he, he's he's gonna be that guy who you never would be able to trust because you'd be like, damn, here we are on the damn, you know, 17, 18 game winning streak, and now Kyrie decides he's gonna go take two weeks off to go <laughs> help the help the Dolphins in Asia. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? <laughs> I'm just telling you. I mean, you would never, ever, ever be able to be comfortable because you know good and well at any time that joke can leave and, and be gone and it's like, I just need some time off. You know, the whole uh, last dance, Dennis Rodman, I need a vacation. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about a vacation? We're in the middle of the dance. <laughs> <laughs> the playoffs get ready to start up and you need a vacation. I mean, it would be that kind of thing where you're just like, dude, you about to mess up the whole juju we got going around here. And anyway, I just, I don't, I, I would never have him as a teammate. What do you think, girl? Never. First of all, he yeah. wants a contract to not play over <laughs> 60 games. Dude, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at what he gets away with. Absolutely flabbergasted. Play his at league. what he gets away with. He can be, I can be the owner. I'm saying that right now. I mean, y'all was in the newspaper. I went in the locker room and tried to beat Kyrie's ass on my money. I mean, I'm just, I was going there just, I mean, dude, to pay him all that money, this joke just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play tonight. You know, I'm just, I, I, I don't really feel it. <laughs> you feel, Are you feeling that $97 million? <laughs> <laughs> Why you tell me you ain't feeling it? Dude, I'm serious. I mean, I don't know how he gets away with it. I really don't. Last but not least, and uh, we got five minutes to discuss it. Is Serena Williams 
on the Mount Rushmore of professional athletes. I mean, you know, she said she's going to call it quits. And I'm glad. It's time for it to. I don't want to see her going out there and getting beat by, you know, people that's not even ranked and, uh, and that kind of stuff. You just got to know when it's your time to sit down. And she's had a great career and all that. Travis, I'll ask you first. Is she on the Mount Rushmore of professional athletes? Are we talking women professional athletes or no, professional no, no, athletes, no. male and Period. 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 No. Period. I'm not. Really? I'm not. Is she on the female? Yes. Irv. I might have to disagree on that one. <laughs> that I had. I sat down and I thought about this when she said she was going to give it up. You yeah. have to realize there was legit a 14 year span where she was just so dominant that Absolutely. her sister didn't want to play her. Absolutely. I I can't think of another player outside of maybe LeBron that literally a, another person gets on the same field to play with you and you're scared for your life when they when they get the ball in their hands or or in her situation getting ready to, to swing the racket. I I might have to disagree with you on that one. That's that's tough. That's tough. I might have to think about it a little more, but because it's hard to pick four people. Right. I might have to throw on there. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> and I've thought long and hard about this. Because when you talk about for all sports. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of sports you might not be thinking about. Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens, Edward Moses. I mean, Mike that's Smith, Michael Phelps. <clears throat> bunch of track guys swimming. Uh, I mean, obviously baseball from you know Babe Ruth and and Bobby uh, Barry Bonds and whatever. I mean, whoever whoever the greatest is out there right now. I mean, hockey. You know, you got Wayne Gretzky and all those guys and this and that. Yeah. You know, basketball. I mean, Ali. Uh, boxing. I mean, it's a bunch. It's a bunch. Because when I heard this question the other day being asked, I'm like, y'all aren't really giving this thing justice. And I'm like, Irv, I, I think that you would have to put so much thought into it. But I will say this. She would definitely be one of my thoughts about it. It's not like I would just totally say, there can't be any women on there because I got damn three football players on there. <laughs> you know, I, but you understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. or... I got Tiger and three football players. Or I got Tiger, a football player, a, a basketball player, and and and, a, and an Olympian. You know, an Olympic track and field or whatever. Right. Carl Lewis or Ben Johnson or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's been so many. But I will honestly say, I can honestly say to you that I could see her, like Irv just said, on that Mount Rushmore with three other guys. I, I could definitely see that. But it's like I said, she would definitely be in my quote-unquote top ten because, like he just said, of her dominance. Right. And when you think about that, you also got to think about Martina Navratilova because she had the same kind of dominance over women's tennis for a long time, so much so that people can uh, accusing her of being a, a transvestite, being a man, <laughs> you know. I see that little baby back there in the background. <laughs> but I'm saying that that's what I like um, that. <laughs> that that's where I I, I would say there is, there's got to be some kind of recognition for 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 uh Serena Williams. What do you think, Travis? No, I agree. Like I said, you know, she would be close. You know, she's in the debate, but I don't think she would be. In the mouth, I don't. At the at the end of the day, I don't think I would have her in the in the final four. Like I said, Jesse Owens, I think would be up there. Michael Phelps, you know, think about how many gold medals that dude has. Um, you know, that that that's two right off the bat. Probably MJ, um, and then you know, look, nobody's got as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady, right? And I'm I'm not saying I would pick Tom Brady, but I think he'd be in the discussion too. So, you know, 
I don't think he would be like Super Bowl one How many Super Bowls did Tom Brady have? Seven, right? What Seven? Uh, seven, right? Seven. I, I, it, it could be seven. I'm just asking. How many, rings, how many rings did Bill Russell have? <laughs> there you go. Bill Russell. There you go. You know, there's another one. You're right. <laughs> so, I mean... I'm going to put Bill Russell up there before I put John Brady up there. I was just throwing right out now. names. I wasn't saying. I even said I would, don't know if I would put him, but I was just throwing out names. Yeah. Yeah, Irv, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, once you get – once you sit down and make, and make a list of players that can go on the list, you're going to have about 20. Yeah. So, not having her in the conversation – would be just as good as picking her as the top four. I, it, it's tough, man. I know this. This, this could be a, this. Could, this conversation. Ask you this: Would you consider part of that Mount Rushmore being their life off the court as well? Does that come into play when when you're talking about Mount Rushmore? Because if you look at the real Mount Rushmore. There's a lot of those guys that are up there because of the people who they were. Not necessarily that they had such great administrations or whatever, but a lot of that has to do, too, with they were very well-liked or or they did something very significant or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So does that come into play, or is it just about how good an athlete they were? For me, I think it would, uh, for me, I think it would just be athlete, and I think the reason that would be really difficult is to encompass the other stuff is because you're looking at different generations, mm-hmm. right? And the news and information that we have now is different than 20, 30, 50, 60 years ago. Gotcha. Right? That's very well stated. What do you think, Herb? That 100%. Word for word. Okay. Okay. I mean, because that, that that's a part of it, because I think that I know when I heard people talking about it the other day, they were talking about it and alluding to something that she's done kind of off the court and, uh, and and saying that, you know, she's helped and she's been a role model and et cetera, et cetera, for young women and helped young women in tennis and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they were saying that that's also something that they had to come in. And, and be a factor in that if you're going to talk about Serena's career and everything else. So, you know, same thing. We talk about LeBron and his career. You know, of course, LeBron does a lot of philanthropic things, and he has a school and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and la, 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 Muhammad Ali, civil rights, Bill Russell, civil rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So does all that come in and, and factor in when you say, well, that would give Bill Russell the nod over Tom Brady. Or that would give, you know, Muhammad Ali the nod over, you know, somebody else who wasn't like Tiger Woods. Tiger, I don't, I don't know anything that Tiger's done outside of golf, you know what I mean, that, that's been newsworthy or whatever like those guys did. Does that make sense? <laughs> Crashing his car. So, yeah. so, Crashing his anyway. car, yeah. <clears throat> so... Anyway, with that being said, folks, it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, uh, Travis, Tom, 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 say your baby's cute. My granddaughter Nava is six days old. Uh, somewhere down the line, we should have a, a play date. There you go. There we go. There you go, right there. We got That's a play date, actually. I tell you what, um, somewhere down the day, don't forget my my grandbaby, uh, uh, Tom. I got a grandbaby too, and my grandbaby. I already got us swinging a tennis racket. So since we talking about Serena, y'all, <laughs> y'all two grandbabies can play against my one. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> all right, folks, we got to get out of here. Uh, it's good. It's good seeing everybody. Thank y'all all for being here tonight. Uh, thank you, Matt, Tom. Uh, Fee, I, yeah, dang, Fee, I wish I you'd have stayed on here a little bit longer. I want to talk about Tyler a little bit. But uh, it's good seeing everybody back. We appreciate y'all for being here. We'll see y'all next week. Good night, Miss Francis. Straight from the hip. Irv yes, in the building. Irv, I'm always glad to see you. Yeah, man. I got to do something with my work schedule. That 
basketball uh, expert to let me know. Uh, let me know I'm on point of what I'm thinking. Yeah, you guys got me for the next uh, two three months before we start playing games again. Yeah, man. I, okay. I, 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 all right, man. We'll holler at you next week. All right, now. Yeah. Hey, first week out in that, uh, college football this week. Oh, yes, sir. Who playing? And, uh, Texas is playing uh... <laughs> Sam Houston State, probably. I don't know. No, yeah, it's, they, they play in the rank. It's, it's a rank team. They play in the. Oh, There's no ranked matchups this week. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know Barrett Carter plays. Clemson plays. I think Georgia Tech in the, in the Mercedes Benz. That's, that's gonna, next, be, that's next, that next Monday. Week? Not this upcoming Monday, but that's next Monday. Yeah, so I'm going to be going down there for that. Okay. So, all right, man. We'll holler at y'all later. See you guys. Oregon and Thanks. Georgia. That's what it was. Oh. That's two Saturdays from now. That's, uh, is it? Oregon yeah. and Georgia? September yeah, 3rd. Yeah, Saturdays. Yeah. Oregon and Georgia? Yeah. That's going to be a straight beat down. Yes, it will. All right, man. I'll see y'all later. All right. See you guys. Ooh. Notre Dame, Ohio State. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys listening in. Coming back to Straight from the Hip. Get it, you guys, next week for Straight from the Hip. And look forward to a couple movie reviews coming out. I think I'm going to go check out Beast tomorrow. So look out for that review tomorrow, guys. Peace out.